Merry Christmas, everyone. Oh, it is so good to see you all here tonight. Welcome to Lakeland Community. It is um, a night of celebration, and our story continues. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. But an angel of the Lord reassured them, don't be afraid, he said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Amen. Well, this uh, brief message I'm going to share with you, I wrote a year and a month ago tonight. I'm writing this message on November 23rd of 2020, and times are uncertain. I want to write this message today because I wonder, a year from now, will we have a different perspective? Will we be able to say that we saw God move? First, there is our nation. We're seven months into a global pandemic. They've just shut down the schools for a second time. My high schoolers only get to see a teacher two days a week. There are rumors of an effective vaccine on the horizon, but it's too early to tell. Hospitals report they are nearing capacity. Uh, The election was incredibly close. It's still not resolved. My 16-year-old son told me yesterday he's afraid the controversy over those results could erupt into civil war. And then there is our church. There are friends I've not seen face-to-face for months, and I miss them horribly. In my office during the week, I often cry. If 150 people come to church on a Sunday, it's considered a big service. Last week, only nine children and students attended church. No one hugs or shakes hands or stays after church to talk anymore. We barely bother to plan men's retreats or prayer events or summer camps. Everything just gets canceled. I decided a year ago that our scripture tonight would be from Matthew chapter 2, verse 19. When Herod had died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, our fourth dream of the Christmas season. Get up, the angel said. Take the child and his mother back to the land of Israel, because those who were trying to kill the child are dead. So Joseph got up and returned to the land of Israel with Jesus and his mother. They're finally getting to go home. They're on their way back to Bethlehem. I wondered what they must be dreaming of, what they must be eager to get back to. And so in this message a year and a month ago tonight, I wrote some things that I was eager for and eager to get back to. I'm writing this message with hopes that seem like fantasies. I'm praying that the sanctuary is packed with people who came in hugging and wishing each other Merry Christmas. And I'm praying that we're going out from here to celebrate with family and friends in person. And I'm praying that people are going to propose marriage and have a normal wedding. And I'm praying that babies will be born and their parents will get visits and meals. 
And I'm praying that we're only eight months from Lakeland Camp 2022, the Hogwarts mystery. And I'm praying there's a small knot of people in their 20s wishing that more of their friends would accept their invitation to church to come and hear God a new way, the way of Jesus Christ. And I'm praying that I can encourage them to keep the faith and keep holding out hope for their generation. So our scripture goes on. Joseph and Mary and Jesus, they're on the way back to Bethlehem. But when he learned that the new ruler of Judea was Herod's son, Archelaus, he was afraid to go there. Then after being warned in a dream, this is our fifth and final dream of the Christmas season, he left for the region of Galilee. So the family went and lived in a town called Nazareth. This fulfilled what the prophets had said. He will be called a Nazarene. They wanted to go home to Bethlehem. They'd been living there for two years, but it just wasn't safe. Herod's son was now the ruler there, and he was just as brutal as Herod. So they turned north, and they went back to their original hometown where it all began, the dirt water village of Nazareth where nothing ever happens. But it's safe. You don't always get everything you pray for. So a year and a month ago, I left a blank page to be filled in, and I just typed at the type, typed at the top. Not everything turns out like you hoped, and left myself some space to talk about the things that I'd been praying for that did not come to pass. But I can't deliver that message to you because everything I wrote that I was praying for the Lord has brought to pass. We're now 21 months into the global pandemic and our schools are in session five days a week. And God bless you teachers and administrators and support staff for all that you do. The church appreciates you. God bless you. And the vaccines, they were effective and there was a handful of them and what a difference they have made. God bless the scientists and the researchers who made that happen. The church is grateful to you. And the hospitals have always reported that they have had just enough room. And they're full again tonight. But God bless you doctors and nurses and support staff who have served us and taken care of us largely without thanks for two years. The church is grateful to you and how you have used the gifts God has given you. And however you feel about those election results, it did not erupt into civil war. Then there's our church. I don't cry in my office anymore. I see a lot of you week in and week out. And a lot more than 150 people come on most Sundays. And a lot more than nine kids and students. In fact, I'm told that our middle school now has more students than it had before the pandemic. People do hug and people do shake hands and they do stay after church and talk and share about what's going on and what God has been doing. And we did have a couple of men's retreats and they were awesome. And we had some women's events and the Holy Spirit was there. And we had a beautiful uh, 25th birthday celebration for the church through the whole month of October. In the end, we were up in a hydraulic lift dropping pumpkins onto a teeter-totter. That's how we celebrate around here. Um, this sanctuary is full of people. It was nearly standing room only at the four o'clock, and it's pretty darn good in here, too. 
And we are going out from here to celebrate with family and friends in person. And there have been proposals of marriage. And there are weddings on the calendar that real people will go to. And there have been babies born and meals were taken. And I just uh, am about to sign the contract for Lakeland Camp 2022 in August, the Hogwarts Mystery. So, yeah, yeah. Um, And there is a a, a knot of people in their 20s in the sanctuary tonight wishing more of their friends would would accept their invitation to come hear God shown a new way, the way of Jesus Christ. So let me just make my uh, own prayer request complete by encouraging you. Uh, When I was your age, I was in the same spot uh, coming out of the age of the tele-evangelists in the 80s. The church was uh, not popular then either. But I was in a class here at Lakin, and they said, even so, write down the names of five people that you would like to see become followers of Christ, that you can pray for, that you can share faith with if God gives an opportunity. And I wrote down seven. And some of them were a real stretch. There were some, there were some hardcore atheists and agnostics on there, but they're my friends, doggone it, and I loved them. So I wrote them down. And I did pray for them. And I did have opportunities to share faith with them with gentleness and respect as it says in Peter's letter and I want to tell you tonight that all seven of those folks have since come to Christ now one of them took 20 years but she texted us a couple years ago from Minnesota because it had happened and she knew we'd want to hear that news so keep the faith keep praying And God bless you for caring about your friends and your family and the people around you enough to share with them the very best news that has ever been, that God has come to show himself to us and make a way to him. That's what the Christmas story is. The Christmas story is God coming to rescue us through impossible circumstances, speaking in dreams, navigating around all sorts of dark and evil situations to make an impossible rescue possible. And that is a Christmas story. So let us be a people who do do not forget where we have come from, but also take time to notice where we are and all God has given us. Don't uh, be those people who pray that God will do things for us and, and rescue us And then when he does, we forget to notice that he did it. And if you learned anything from this series on Christmas dreams, I hope that it's this, that God is always speaking. We have only to watch and wait and listen. Merry Christmas.